Hi, I'm Bob Wells, and I'd like to welcome you to the Get Real Show, brought to you by Keystone Partners Group, the show that strips away the myth and mystery around success in the real estate world. Today, I have a very special guest. His name is Jason Gizzy of the Jason Gizzy team. Uh, his area of operation is Media Pennsylvania. He's a very successful team and a very intriguing guy. So I want to thank and welcome Jason Gizzy to Get Real. Thank you, Bob. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. Thank you so much for driving up. So, um, why don't we start with you just telling us a little bit about your team and your real estate business as it is today, Jason. All right. So my team consists of me as a team leader. I have an executive assistant, Laurie Perone, um, and then I have a buyer's agent, Amanda Lewis, mm-hmm. and that's the team, actually. Amanda just came on in January, so she's a newly licensed agent and uh, picking up real estate very fast. Very good. Very good. So how long have you been in real estate? Uh, I've been licensed for five years. First two years was very, very, very part-time. I had another business going at that point in time. I was in uh, construction, mm-hmm. glass and glazing business, and just did a couple uh, real estate transactions here and there. So my second year, I did five transactions and decided that I wanted to go into a business where um, if I got up in the morning, I made money. Mm-hmm. Uh, in construction business, If you, uh, the only way to make money is have employees. And in the construction field, uh, getting people up in the morning was weighing a toll on me. So mm-hmm. I decided to uh, go full-time real estate and I'm coming up my third year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my first two years part-time were with another brokerage uh-huh. and just had an interview with KPG uh, to go full-time as, a, as in real estate. And I'm coming up with my third year. So my second year in real estate, when I had my license, I did five transactions. Mm-hmm. My third year when I switched over to Keller Williams, uh, I did 49 transactions. Wow. <laughs> That's so a big ten, difference. Ten times increase. Ten times increase, That's yes. amazing. So what, what was the... Uh what was the big jump there? It's just, again, a full-time commitment. But full-time commitment was the main part of it. Um, and the second part of it, why I chose Keller Williams and chose KPG was the training. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I use analogies to, ex- to explain it to people, I say it's kind of like going under Niagara Falls and trying to drink a glass of water. <laughs> so there's that much training that's available to you. Um, so training, training, training has been huge. And if you know anything about Carol Williams' model, it's uh, training, training, consulting, and education, and then real estate. Absolutely. So that's been huge as far as success. Great. So tell me uh, what you did uh, maybe in 2015 and what you're hoping to shoot for in terms of goals for 2016. Uh, 2015 was... We wrote uh, $10 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we closed right at 8.7. We had some get carry over to 12, 16, awesome. uh, 2016. So uh, mm-hmm. 2016, we're hoping to close out the year probably 16, 16 million. It's 60% increase. 60% increase, yeah. So we're already at that 49 transaction. Mm-hmm. As, so six months into it. So, so are you, you're already on track for that. Increase. It's close. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to. We yeah, we closed. Um, I think two point seven million in June alone. Mm-hmm. So things drastically increased. Um, you know, for one to training KPG uh, has some awesome classes. They're always there for support. So, so tell, tell me what you did before real estate. I mean, before um, even glazing, you were you were you were a police officer, right? Uh, I did go to uh, police academy, okay. graduated police academy, touched with that for a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, the, the money wasn't there mm-hmm. mentally. So for putting your life on the line mentally sure. uh, for, for law enforcement and got, I was making some good money doing construction. So we just stuck with that and, yeah. and then, uh, that's where I'm at. And what did you learn in construction that you brought forward? Some of the things that uh, maybe the average beginning agent doesn't already understand or know. So when you're dealing with construction, you're you're in a business where you're constantly dealing with people. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of prepared me for real estate. Um, dealing with people with contracts, negotiations has been huge as far as uh, bringing that forefront as far as dealing with people to the real estate side of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think uh, will be some of your challenges in the coming years? Maybe the next year or two or three years. What do you see as uh, changing in the real estate industry and how, uh, how are you looking at adopting to, adapting to that, I should say? The biggest challenge I, I, I find is, is find, finding talent and driven people, um, which is 
one of the greatest things about Carol Williams is they offer programs to find them people. Uh, there's Career Visioning, which just came out, uh, which has had huge success. There's been some uh, some other classes before Career Visioning to help um, people like myself find talent and uh, and either find it or organically grow it. Mm. Um, so that's been that's been the challenge thus far is finding people that want to realize that real estate is a a career slash business that you can make your own. Yeah. And that's why I, I kind of switched my business career at 40 years of age to go into something that, you know, I can create however I want to create it. Yeah. You know, I remember that the, the uh, Recruit Select program, I've attended it many times personally, as have a lot of the people who have been on the show. And um, and career visioning now is, is of course a, a an evolution of that. Have you been to that program yet, or are you still the first one for the that? region just started, mm-hmm. uh, which was I think a week and a half ago. So mm-hmm. I'm signed up for the next one. Okay, that's the one in Lansdale, right? Yeah, yeah, excellent. Well, tell me some of the other trainings you've done in Keller Williams since you came uh, to Keystone Partners Group that have had an impact on on your business growth. Um. <clears throat> So I look at it both ways as far as training and some of the classes I took, I, I've taken with KPG and Keller Williams. Um, it's not just real estate-based, some mm-hmm. of the classes. Some of it has to do with personal growth also. So uh, Tony, which is with KPG also, uh, had a... Uh, Tony Caracasa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, headgear. Um, so it's about to uh, basically preparing your day uh, the day before and preparing mentally. So headgear was a great class as far as, you know, the common real estate agents always running behind. They always got a collage of papers in their, in their driver's, I mean, their passenger seat or, you know, they're always, you know, running late. Uh, so that headgear class was, was uh, you know, say uh, mind opening for be prepared ahead of time and, you know, you're, you, it's, it's helps you with clarity, helps you with uh, going into the next day, going into appointments. So that headgear class was great. And then uh, I think you teach, uh, I'm not sure if anybody else teaches, but the financial mastery class. Uh, that, that's that actually uh, offered home, by homegrown unique to Keystone Partners Group, which is financial mastery. Yeah. So uh, last year I touched, I've taken the class and it helped drastically as far as getting my uh, fi- Business financials in order, personal financials in order. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've, I've taken it again, mm-hmm. which yeah. was was great it's also. Recently. So uh, with anything, the more you do it, the more you master it. So it's practice, uh, you know. So taking the financial class the second time, it's offered to spouse. So my spouse came this time, and mm-hmm. she was like, "Whoa, <laughs> like we need to do this." And I'm like, "I know. I told you last year to come to the class." So, uh, so that's unique with you, and I didn't know that. So that that's been great as far as. Business growth, personal growth. So now, in the business side of real estate, I have uh, you know P and L, which profit and loss statements in place. Um, you know, looking at the financial numbers on a uh, not so much a monthly basis, but almost on a weekly basis, and sometimes twice a week, which was taught. You know, it's super super important to watch your numbers, and that came in uh, with the financial class. What kind of numbers are you looking at in terms of your personal finance that maybe you weren't as focused on before financial mastery? Um, well, for one is uh, growth. So mm-hmm. taking a portion of your your um, your income and putting it aside for for future growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one is um, as far as personal. So tax accounts. So when when you go through the class, you learn how to autom- automatically distribute a, a portion of that in a tax account, distribute a part a portion of that into growth, and then separate spending accounts. So that spending goes out of your your personal spending goes out of one account. So it's easy to track for taxes. It's easy mm-hmm. to track for for budget. So yeah. seeing that all come out of one account, your budget, you can. It's very simple to say, hey, listen, we overspent. Look at this. And so it's been huge as far as personal and marriage also. So you got to understand when you have a spouse on the other side, how easy yeah. it is to communicate when it's black and white. So it's helped marriage too. So cool. Good stuff. Okay, Jason, let's get real about how your shirt changed color so quickly. Well, as you know, I'm an excitable guy. So being this close to you, I got really excited and was sweating like a champ and had to change it because it uh, got wet. It's 100 degrees outside. So we're yes. in an interesting uh, experience here in the set today. But anyway, Jason, tell me a, a little bit more about mindset and what mindset means to you. Some other things, maybe books you read that you feel other people should read to kind of get their head straight about success in real estate. Well, being perfectly honest with you, I didn't read too much until I started being around the Keller Williams culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mindset, uh, 
I've always had drive and, and been driven for success and to do things. But uh, coming into real estate and being around KPG, you're around influential people. Um, going to classes like Tony's class, going to your class, you're always offering up uh, valuable information, books to read, podcasts, all kinds of information. So mm. some of the some of the books that were been. Um, suggested by some Cal Rams people and going to classes have been huge. Um, uh, the Richest Man in Babylon is, is in your program. Yeah. Um, 10X, which is Grant Cardone book. Um, even some of the uh, Tony Robbins stuff mm -hmm. that uh, Mike Campo has been su suggested um, was great. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I do a lot of audio booking on the way to work or in between appointments. So it's been, it's been great as helping with the mindset. Okay, uh, audiobooks. How uh, do you use? Uh, what do you use for that? Audible. Yeah, Audible. Yeah. Okay. So I, you know, you can. Uh, I think I, I think there's a small fee. I think it's nine ninety nine a month or something like that. But um, you know, most of the books you can, if you Google, you can find them online for free and just download them. But uh, it's been great as far as uh, keeping my mindset uh, at the top of my top of my level. So. Yeah. So you've just exchanged the time that you normally listen to the radio or something for a time that's personal improvement. Absolutely. So one of the books that was offered at a, a One Life Fully Lived Community event, which is a nonprofit organization, was the Miracle Morning uh, mm. for real estate agents. So yeah. I get up in the morning, I uh, do you know put my headphones on, I clean the house, help my wife out, do it around the kitchen for twenty minutes to listen to uh, a positive book, uh, get get you get the mind going. Mm -hmm. um, in a positive manner, and you know, that's a great book. I yeah. suggest it to any real estate agent. Miracle Morning for real estate agents is um, definitely eye-opening. Yeah, it's curious. We've, we've heard that um, book discussed before, The Miracle Morning, but you're the first person that discussed that there is a real estate version of it. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So what do you do for fun? Hmm. Fun. Uh, a lot of stuff. So yesterday I went um, canoeing out at Brand New on Outfitters. Um, before I had two children, I used to do a lot of stuff. But um, for fun, um, I, I'm a networker. So one of the, the, the my biggest success for for building my business and learning through Keller Williams is networking. So I love going out to different networking events, social events. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my wife's in the business also. She, she goes with me sometimes. So that's as far as business related for fun. Um, as far as personal, all kinds of stuff. I you know, you name it. I love traveling. Mm -hmm. uh, anything that gets the heart pumping, yeah. I'm into. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, how does your team play into that? Um, does it give you some opportunities to do things that you might normally not be able to do? Uh, as far as the team, uh, I engage in the team a lot. Um, you know, whether it be uh, people that are. So, when I think of team, I think of the the whole Keller Williams Media. So, it's very family oriented. The Keller Williams Media. Uh, so we engage in stuff together. So sometimes it, when, you, when I think team, I think the, the broad team also. So, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm always taking uh, my immediate team to different events stuff also. So media, where offices, downtown media is literally five minutes away. So lunchtime or, or once a month or, or, or something like that, we'll go to some, some go into media and spend a couple hours talking about the business and how we're growing, where we're going to get growth from, how we're going to leverage. So uh, getting the team engaged is, is fun also. Yeah. So at this stage of the game in, in your real estate team, the Jason Gizzy team, um, are, are you using the time that you recapture through leverage um, to spend more time doing the things you like to do? Or are you still investing the majority of your time in the business in, in a kind of a growth phase? Uh, kind of both. So mm -hmm. recently, in the past probably six months, I've been using that time for um, to give back to me and my family. Mm -hmm. So we just got back from vacation. We did some camping up Knobles, uh, which is close, you know, not too far from here. Yeah. Uh, so using the time leverage that I've learned through KPG and, and Cal Rams to find more personal time, which is great. And then you know a good portion of that also is spent on building the business and growth with inside the team. Mm -hmm. So it's common combination. Great. So your your wife is in the real estate business too. She's working with your team. Yeah, she just got back into it. So she's coming on um, recently and getting back in involved with real estate. So I'm excited what, for that. What's her role as you envision it in, in, the, in the coming weeks and months? What is she going to focus on? <clears throat> Probably customer service. Mm -hmm. She's going to be, uh, the I'm going to say the face, but she wants to be the, the face and voice behind customer service and reaching out and making sure that 
uh, our client services is at the top of our top of our game, engaging mm-hmm. in in conversation, relations, and, and keeping a, uh, a constant communication between clients. Now, is she a licensed agent? Or, yes, um, she's I'm, a licensed okay. agent. She's a licensed agent also. Yeah. So she'll fill in where, where some licensed agent needs to, if she you know, buyers, buyer specialist, if she needs to mm-hmm. show some houses and stuff like that. So. so she could be flexible. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, how about the other people on your team? What do they do and how focused or, or um, specialized are they? In, in what they do versus being flexible? Mm. So Laurie, which is an executive admin, and she kind of runs the team as far as the back office part. Mm-hmm. So she's very specific in uh, can, can, uh, contract to close. Okay. So once we get a, a real estate transaction under contract, she basically takes it from A to Z okay. and follows that through the process. For everyone on your team or just you? For everyone on the team. Okay. Yeah. And then Amanda, which is a buyer specialist, she's you know she takes buyers. Uh, if we get leads through the team, or she self generates leads, she takes that buyer from A to Z. Okay. And you know hands the the, the back office stuff to Laura. Yeah, contract back. Okay. So. And that's is there someone else we missed? That's it. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Do you do you um do you have thoughts of another person on the team eventually? And if you did add somebody to the team, what role would they fill? Absolutely. So we're actually in the process of working that out now. I have somebody that I'm talking to. Uh, so that's going to be a combination between a, a second assistant slash salesperson. Mm-hmm. So that role is very specific. So, you know, um, assistant stuff, which is helping with listing listing uh, information. So our team carries a lot of listings. We deal with a lot of investment properties. So mm-hmm. we're carrying anywhere between 40 to we were recently up to 70 listings. So that's a lot of uh, yeah. administration work. Absolutely. So we're bringing in a second assistant to help with that administration work and uh, you know, filling the gaps where the listing side is uh, needs attention. Hmm. And also sales follow-ups. You know, when somebody calls in to list their property, he's there to set up appointments or she's there to set up appointments and engage in, and keep that communication as far as the listing side of it. Awesome. So, Tell me about your, your buyer specialists. Um, what do you expect of them? What are your expectations of, of their performance and, and their activities day to day? So Keller Williams is really good at giving you specifics on what to do. So um, if you go to the KPG uh, University, you can basically um, download and pinpoint exactly what their position and what the expectations are. So my expectations uh, is basically for them to lead generate two hours a day of uh, either their own business or follow up or nurturing business that from leads that came in through the team. Um, uh, set up buyer's appointments, consultations, go through a consultation, find out what the buyer's wants and needs are, and show them uh, at, you know, somewhere between three to seven properties to find their ideal home. Yeah. And going through that process, you know, Keller Williams gives you the tools and models to, to give that buyer the right education on what their wants and needs are so you're not showing them 10, 15 properties before yeah. they're making a decision. So even when you're hiring a buyer specialist, you're not, you don't have to start from scratch in deciding what their job description is going to be. No, right? absolutely There's something not. there as a model. Yeah, the model. How about who you're looking for, specifically the kind of person? Is there any guidance in, in that? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so there's Carwims also helps you with that also. So there's different processors to disk profile they help you with. There's uh, the, um, the when you go through Recruit Select, um, they give you uh, models and templates to, um, I'm trying to think called, of like AVA. AVA, yeah. That's, yeah. that was what yeah. I was looking for. So they give you AVA so you can model that type of personality for that specific, specific role. Match the person to the Match role the person based on to the role. natural behavior. So, I mean, in my terms, I say I don't want to go against the grain. So you find somebody that's going to fit that model and that grain so they don't get burned out. Sure, yeah. So, so they're doing something that's in their natural state. Natural state, correct. Yeah. yeah. So um, tell me about how you decide or determine how much business that you expect from your people. Hmm. If I was a buyer specialist coming onto your team, what would your expectations be of my performance? So starting out from a new licensed agent, uh, two deals a month mm-hmm. is what my expectations are. Great. Um, so depending on their price range, I mean, two deals a month could be you know 
$100,000 transaction or it could be a $250,000 transaction depending on where we're at. Uh, in our marketplace, that's that's probably about $180,000 medium price range. Mm -hmm. So two transactions is what's expected out of a newly licensed agent. So I did training this morning with my buyer's agent. We do role playing, uh, which, you know, again, Keller Williams and KPG has all kinds of information uh, to, out there to help um, me with training my buyers uh, and team also, buyers mm. specialists. You know, my, my initial thought on that is, wow, there's a lot of agents out there that would love to do 24 transactions a year. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. A, that would be a great first year, second year for, for many, many people, uh, particularly because they've got some models to follow. They've got support, support in terms of having a team around them and some people to do some of the leveraged work like the transaction coordination, right? Yeah. So it really could be a win for somebody for sure to be on your team. Absolutely. So like Amanda, I just sent her an email about team building. So if she were to do it on her own and try to do 24 transactions, what's that look like? She has to do all the paperwork. She has to do all the legwork. She has to find you know every lead uh, with joining a team. Sometimes you know she has more personal time. So she has children. So with us taking a, a brunt of that back office stuff, she can do 24 transactions in a blink of an eye. Wow. Do so. you ever check feedback on from your clients and ask them how they enjoy working with your team? Absolutely. So with mm, my online presence, I call it, um, mm -hmm. it's pretty easy to sell me and my team. So if you're going to interview, you know, John Smith for your for your buyer's agent, I could say, you know, by the way, uh, Jason Gizzy team and our buyer specialists have, uh, I think we're close to 200 and some reviews online. So before you hire your buyer specialist to purchase your next home, would you mind you know checking out our reviews online? Sure. Because whether you're going to buy a car, go to a restaurant, you're going to research it. So why wouldn't you re research a real estate agent? Yeah. Social so, proof is a very powerful thing. Yeah. So we always follow up. So at the end of the transaction, we have a follow-up email. It says, hey, by the way, thank you for letting us service you as a client. Can you take 10 minutes of your time and fill out your online reviews? It's going to help us for years to come. And we usually get a great response uh, for clients doing that online review. And every one of them is five-star, which is great for me and my team. So it's pretty easy to sell us. Yeah. But do you, uh, not in a negative way, but do you consider yourself kind of a control freak? Mm, not, not really. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I kind of like giving people some room to grow. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or bad thing. I'm still trying to figure that out. But um, it used to be. Mm -hmm. Not no more. It's interesting because, I, you know, I, I have an opportunity to speak to a lot of folks. And, and it's very common. People say, I used to be. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think it's a, maybe the natural behavioral profile of, a, of an agent of being assertive and, and social is kind of wanting to have control and ensuring that our clients have great service. But at the same time, there's, um, from what I see, uh, kind of a, a path that leads to having to let go of some of that control and uh, and deal with the fear of leaving go of it um, in the short training. term. Yeah. yeah. Train yourself to let go. Yeah. And then we find out that all that fear is unwarranted, <laughs> right? You see the, uh, the social proof of 200 people come back and say, wow, working with the team is great. You ever get some consistent feedback from people about what they think about working with your team and and how they feel about working with a team versus an individual agent? Solo agent? Well, it's, it's how you present it. So like the way I present it is, hey, by the way, you have metal people behind me that support you. So if you can't get a hold of, of me right away, because if I'm either showing a house or in a consultation, when, when you call, somebody picks up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's how you present it. I mean, you know, if you hire me, you also have the team behind me also to help with the transaction to make sure that nothing falls through the cracks. When you think about compensation of people on your team, um, how's that evolved? You know, what were you thinking when you first decided to hire someone? What was going through your head about compensation and the and the pluses and minuses of of doing that? And and how does how's that changed over time to how you think about it today? Well, it it, it, it happened pretty fast because one of the first classes that I went into, which was a regional class, was. Uh, a financial class for team building. Mm -hmm. okay. So when you go to them classes, it's kind of, I'll say spelled out for you, but um, the compensation is real. So you're not making uh, decisions uh, without knowing. 
So mm -hmm. taking the, the, the classes and educations that was offered in the region, they say, well, you know, don't make this step until you're here financially. Here's what here's what around this area is offered for compensation. Here's what uh, like uh, some of the masterminds groups. Like I was just in, in uh, the Philadelphia Union League with some of the top twenty agents in the area, and mm -hmm. that's what we talked about. What's your compensation? What do you do? What do you do? So mm -hmm. you're not going to anything blind. Yeah. So there's. You're looking at what people have done before you. Done before you. So the path is kind of already written. So which is great because Keller Williams is we're modeled after it. Our culture says, "Hey, listen, help one another, and then we all grow." Mm -hmm. As you know, as you know, Keller Williams is the biggest real estate company in the world now because of that. Mm -hmm. Hey, Bob, how do I do this? Sure, Jason, here it is. So that's huge as far as taking the steps for leverage, taking the steps to hire the next person. Mm -hmm. So power, power behind collaboration. Yep. What other kind of collaboration do you do inside Keystone Partners Group? Do you collaborate with other mega agents in your office or inside other KPG offices? Mainly inside other KPG offices. So in media, um, you know, our team is probably one of the top teams in our in our office. So we reach out to other KPG mm -hmm. um, mega agents and say, "Hey, listen, um, we're at this we're at this step in our business. Can you help me get to the next one?" So mm -hmm. it's basically just a phone call away. Uh, I've I've shadowed a couple agents. Um, basically, hey, come up eight o'clock in the morning, sit by their side, see what they do, and it helps grow. Yeah, uh, some, different perspectives. Yeah, so mastermind inside of KPJ has been huge for growth. Um, mm -hmm. There's you know, uh, Go Abundance, which is also involved with the KPG, also. So that's been huge. Uh, and just been uh, uh, M1 program, which has been great for personal growth, also. So. Uh, any time we're going down the path and we hit a, a I want to say a, a why, there's mm -hmm. always somebody there to call and reach out to and say, what do I do? Where do I go? Mm -hmm. So that's been huge. Mm. I've also had some experiences with GoBundance, which is an amazing group. Um, and that's a networking organization outside Keystone Partners Group that also supports you by putting you around who? Uh Putting around uh, anybody of inf influential growth. I mean, there's people there that are involved with real estate. There's people involved with other business, financial, um, you name it. You can go anywhere you want in that group, uh, depending on what you want to do. There's authors there. Um, they actually inspired me to write a book, so I'm working on a book now. Oh, that's exciting. So, you know, there's huge growth there. So in collaboration, you say, I mean, that's it's. It's, it's awesome. I find it interesting that you're collaborating outside the real estate industry because I, I find sometimes people get so focused on, on real estate. They don't believe sometimes they could learn from people outside this industry, but I think you think differently. Absolutely. So one of the greatest things about Carol Williams is, is they, they not only just focus on real estate. So if anybody that's ever been to family reunion, it's not just real estate based, it's personal growth also. Mm -hmm. So the personal growth aspect of what Carol Williams has offered me is one of the things that um, attracted me to Kyle Williams. Mm -hmm. So it's not just, here's your real estate commission. It's personal growth. It's ways to retire with the profit share. So there's many reasons why I chose Kyle Williams and, you know, I could just, I could write a list. Mm -hmm. What ways are you partnering with Keystone Partners Group now, if any? Uh, so, you know, Tony was the last one down in the office, so we're talking about um, buying Profit shares into the market center. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you you have to be vested, so mm -hmm. I'm vested. So I'm, I'm reaching out to keep uh, KPG to be an investor as far as the market center. But so you'd be uh, a part owner of the company. Part owner of the company, yeah. absolutely. Congratulations. So that's one that. of the reasons I really chose Cal Williams. Where else can you get that in the real estate industry? Uh, hmm. Title shares. Hmm. So our, our uh, TA title offers title shares with um, with the title company. Mm -hmm. So I have a good amount of shares with the title company. So. That looks as a part of retirement for me, which was one of the reasons I chose Keller Williams and KPG also. Sure. Um, and then um, outside of the KPG is you guys bring around other business people to venture up. Mm -hmm. so there's all kinds of growth there. We're talking sure. about uh, you know, wherever wherever your drive takes you, you, KPG has helped introduce that personally mm -hmm. and business-wise. So. Yeah, you know, I, I know that we've bought several buildings together in conjunction with our agents. You know, we created an LLC and we need a new home for a market center. So we create an LLC and between the owners and the agents and buy a building. And um, I, I, I think we're in a lease space now in media, but perhaps uh, that'll be down the road for you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Have an opportunity to buy a building together. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm excited. I like it. I like it. I'm even sweating just thinking about it. <laughs> That's because it's 110 degrees outside. <laughs> so, so tell me about uh, profitability. Well, what, how, do you, how do you measure personal profitability? Personal profitability is net worth. Okay. And I didn't really realize net worth until I got involved with Go Abundance and the M1 program, which is March to a million. Um, mm-hmm. You know, accountability partners, documentation, tracking forms, um, and, and looking at that in a systematic way. Um, you know, what you focus on expands. So mm-hmm. focusing on that and looking at the net worth and looking at profitability is huge for growth. I mean, if you're not paying attention to it, you kind of ignore it. Now, you know, with with being involved with um, KPG and Go Abundance and Cal Ramos, it's all three of them hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so you're constantly looking at it. So how long, how often do you track your personal net worth? How how often do you look at that? Lately, it's been like every other day. Wow. Before it was once every three or four months. Yeah. Uh, so you know, having having that accountability has been has been huge because in Calrinians you're like, okay, what are your numbers? What's your growth? What's your projections? What's your vision? Mm-hmm. You know, so that's. That's great when you have somebody asking you. I'm like, wow, what what is your goal? What would you look like this year? Like you already mentioned, three questions. Like, what are you doing next year? What what you look like? So, tracking your numbers and and paying attention to that has been exponential for, you know, you said it earlier, sixty percent increase in business. So mm-hmm. It's it's great. I have to commend you for that focus, and particularly for the link between success and profitability of your business, and the profitability inside your own life. Um, and I think sometimes that gets lost. Um, I mean, uh, how do you look at profitability inside your business? How do you track that? Do you use specific financials that you're looking at on a regular basis? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, basically, I just log into my KW account, which is provided me through Cal Williams, mm-hmm. uh, and there's reports. I can look at that report and uh, and <laughs> and basically look at year over year, mm-hmm. month over month. And see if my my percentages are going up, if they're going down, if they're going stagnant, and make adjustments. So, mm-hmm. you know, when I have my team meeting, I'm like, okay, well, we need to adjust this. We need to get one or two more listings. We need to get one or two more under contract. So, you know, kind of look at a ship sailing across the sea. If you correct the course every, you know, say 10 miles, you're going to wind up. If you don't correct the course every 10 miles and you correct it 100 miles, look how much farther you got to get back on track. So, hmm. That's paying attention to that in a systematic way, so you stay on course is a whole lot easier than looking at it months or weeks or down the line. Yeah, as some of our audience may know, Keller Williams involves its agents on a regular basis with making decisions about the running of the company, and it's a very transparent relationship uh, in terms of sharing company financials with the associate leadership council. Have you ever been part of that associate leadership council, Jason? Yeah, actually, I'm on uh, three parts of the uh, ALC, which is Associate uh, Leadership Council. So there's a market center one, mm-hmm. and then there's region, and then there's international. So I'm actually on all three. Oh, wow. So uh, ALC, as far as the market center, um, every month the financials come out, and they get sent to the, the Agent Leadership Council. And there's reports. It's monthly report as far as what agents are doing. It's uh, market center. It's regional. So, you know, if you care to pay attention to that, it's there. And it's there to for measurable. It's there for you know, for vision. So, so how, how much transparency is there? I mean, you're not you're actually looking at a profit and loss statement or uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Of the company? Yeah. So basically, everything. Every uh, pro, um, you know, besides the profit and loss of the company, expenses. Mm-hmm. So. Monthly reports that are sent out to the ALC, um, everything's there. So you're looking at a profit and loss statement, balance sheet, a budget, right across the board. Right across the board. Right. So, and and as far as being an ALC member and the way Keller Williams kind of operates is, any financial decisions that are made for the market center have to be approved by the leadership council. Mm-hmm. So if the market center says hey, we want to rent another thousand square feet, they can't just rent another thousand square feet. They have to approach the uh, leadership leadership council and say, "Hey, listen, we want to spend another thousand dollars a month." Hmm. Okay. So, so I, I mean, it sounds like you you may even get some kind of practical application in making financial decisions based on the company's financials that you could apply kind of to your own business, right? I mean, absolutely. So, yeah. looking at them reports, um, 
you know, kind of, it's, it's you know, say self-motivating, but looking at the reports and seeing the, the market center's growth and the market center is uh, being profitable, you know, is, is a positive mindset, which helps you get drive and motivation also, or sure. it can help you make some decisions also. Sure. And masterminding how to make decisions based on a profit and loss statement or based on a balance sheet or based especially on a budget with other mega agents from a company perspective allows you to go back and make those same decisions on your team. Absolutely. I love that. That's really kind of cool. So tell me about uh, just really quickly why that's important to you to be a part of the Agent Leadership Council because not only are you a part of the council in your local market center, you're a part of a regional agent leadership council and an, an international agent leadership council, which I'm sure there's not a whole lot of people um, have that opportunity, right? Maybe 500 people at the international level, something like that? Uh, it's less than that. So it's one international um, agent per region. Oh, okay, right. So. Per region. So that's more like 50? No, I don't. I don't know the exact number. I should. I have to make sure right. I read up on guy. that. But right. um, yeah, so well, we're making decisions. Yeah, so, sure. you know, at, at Keller Williams uh, Family Reunion, each each year they have a international um, uh, roundtable where decisions are made. Um, the local, the latest one was decisions on uh, how profit shares broken up in market centers. So they had a actual council meeting on that and saying. You know, here's how we here's what we want to do. Here's what the changes are. So then changes were not made unless the energy leadership council approved it. Okay. So how great is that as a company? You're going into a company that doesn't make decisions without their agents involved. Right. So you're making you're part of the decision making process that affect the success of your own business. Yeah. Wow. It'll, it'll trickle down effect. Yes. Yeah. Uh, have you ever? heard of another company doing anything like that? I, I haven't. I just... No. The transparency is amazing. So when I, you know, when new agents come on, I'm like, just look at the report. And they, they kind of look at me like crazy. I'm like, okay, well, click on reports. And, you know, not only is it click access to, you know, just about every agent, but, you know, ALC members have even more, pro more reports you can go to. So having that transparency is... When you say it to another agent that's with a different brokerage, they kind of look at you like crazy. And then when you either show it to them or mm -hmm. present it to them, they, they, it's kind of like they're taken back because you know what company says, here's every dollar we spent and here's what your profit is and here's, you know, here's our profit, here's what you have potential to be involved with as far as profit sharing. Yeah. Having that presented to them like this is kind of like unbelievable yeah. until they see it. Yeah, I oh. guess for, for, for many agents that don't have a vested interest in the success of their company, it may not even seem to be something they might even want to know. Yeah, but yeah, when, that, when the tables are turned and you've got a vested interest in the company that you're a part of, knowing what's happening in that company and having transparency, I guess, is, a, is an important thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell me about what you're looking for with respect to... Um, your brand, what, you know, do you brand yourself in the community and do you do that in a way that people think of you when they think of real estate? How does, how does that look for you and your team? Hmm. So my brand now is, I'm not saying it's not where I want it, but so one of the ways I got into real estate and reasons I got into real estate was helping people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, getting into real estate years ago, you know, turning over properties, flipping houses, we would get the old door knock. Yeah, hey, what are, you sure. doing? what are you doing with this house? Mm -hmm. Well, we're fixing up to sell it. So most of the people knocking on that door were people that from that community. Uh -huh. So helping people in that community, usually are first-time home buyers, you know, usually on the lower scale of, of, of uh, let's say, the area. You know, so they're not huge, huge uh, listings or huge, you know, sales. So, you know, we have a kind of like in the in the say branding mm -hmm. is. We help you no matter what. We help you first-time mm -hmm. buyers get houses. So you know, we just recently helped a, a barber, uh, not a barber, uh, a, hair, a hairstylist, which, mm -hmm. you know, they don't make a lot of money on the table. You know, she was told no by several agents, told no by several lenders. Yeah. So, you know, me running into her renting a property, wanting to rent a property, uh, I said, why don't you buy? I tried that. I've been down that road. Mm -hmm. You know, I said, well, you, your commitment to tend to buy a house. Mm -hmm. She goes, yeah. I said, well, my commitment is a 10. Let's not stop until we get your house. She kind of laughed at us. 
but our team is kind of like, uh, yeah, we don't stop until we get a, get a yes. Hmm. And we love helping people that were told no before. So not to say I want that to be my branding because usually it's first-time buyers on the lower end, but one of our specialties is we're relentless. And do you have a do you have a logo? Do you have taglines? Do you have things that people kind of think of when they think of of you? Yeah, yeah, we have uh, taglines. We even got bumper stickers. So, um, <laughs> so my last like? name's Gizzy G I Z Z I. So we have uh, the old saying of if anybody remembers back in the the nineties, the got milk. So mm -hmm. ours is got Gizzy. So mm -hmm. gotgizzy.com is is kind of uh, in our area. Mm -hmm. uh, we have custom signs that say gotgizzy.com. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of our branding and logo. Um, so if you got Gizzy, you got your house sold or you got what you want. So <laughs> How long have you been using that without changing it? Um, three and a half years. Hmm. You think consistency is important with respect to how long you, you hold on to something like that? Or is it is it okay to change it? Or what do you think about branding? So consistency yeah. is super important. So we talked about that going against your grain type comment earlier in the interview. Mm -hmm. So uh, consistency, you know, when I'm, I actually helped teach some classes at Kellerman's Media. So the old the magnifying glass thing, where if you hold it in one spot long enough, it ignites the paper. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, if you move it around, you get a bunch of brown spots. So consistency is important. So consistency with branding, consistency with what you're doing in your business. So, you know, there's a thousand different ways to generate business in real estate. Uh, Carol Williams is great at teaching you consistency and can teaching you can teaching you models to bring out business. So consistency is super important. You know, you can't just send a mailer out to one and expect multiple weeks of business. But if you send out a mailer consistently to your farm area, you're going to get results. Mm -hmm. So consistency is super important. And, and Keller Williams, with the systems and models they teach you, they teach you consistency. They teach you campaigns. They teach you the right way to organize consistency in your business. Let's get real about your lead generation because, you know, you're talking a little bit about that. But what what do you focus on? What, do, what does your team use as a primary source of generating business? Um, we gener I generate business, lead generate about two hours a day, and most of my lead generation is one-to-one um, -one contacts, okay. which is phone calls, which is networking, mm -hmm. um, so. You're a networking guy. Networking guy, so yeah. we, we don't, you know, everybody does business different. So I don't sure. wanna send out 10,000 pieces of mail and hopefully I get a phone call. Right. So uses ours is one-to-one is -one contacts, which is, Calling people that we know, sphere of influence, generating uh, networking appointments with you know uh, local local uh, businesses, whether it be banks, whether it be contractors, whether it be you know house cleaners. You mm. know, there's there's business there's business everywhere. It just you, you know you have to ask for business, and Calrissian teaches you how to do that. Do scripts you, and models. And yeah, how do you keep track of all the relationships, though? How do you keep track of all the people? Uh, so. Along with our Calrim system, is uh, there's a uh, contact management system. So you basically, you know, Bob Wells, you punch it in your computer, in your computer, mm -hmm. in a database, and you put them as a buyer, or a seller. Uh, you can set up campaigns to, you know, send an email out, whether it be once a month, twice a month, send a letter. So there's a contact management database that you use to consistently keep track of your clients or, um, or leads. E-Edge. E-Edge. And your, your team is using E-Edge yeah. for all your, your campaign and, and contacts? A portion of it. Mm -hmm. We, you know, kind of a couple different systems. So I have a hot box behind me, which is a 30-day hot box. Mm -hmm. And then if something's not happening with the hot box, then we put it into the E-Edge system so we always have their information. So it's mm -hmm. a combination. Yeah. So. so are you calling the people in that in that database on a, on a regular basis, and if so, how often do you call them, and how often do you would you like to call them? Well, everybody's different. So, you know, one of the things that Kellerman's teaches is how to classify your your clients. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, in in script practice this morning with my buyer's agent, uh, I, I was teaching our A class buyers, C class buyers, B class buyers. So, an A class buyer, you're going to contact probably on a, almost a daily basis, sending something, because A-class buyer is somebody who needs to be under contract within 15 days, and mm -hmm. that's our A-class. B-class is 15, 30, C-class is 30 beyond. So somebody that's a C-class buyer, you're not gonna reach out to them on a, on a daily basis. It might be weekly or bi-weekly, it depends. So when you enter that person into your E-Edge database management, you mm -hmm. can regulate. And customize that. Customize it how often you wanna reach out to them. Yeah, wow. So everybody's different. I mean, if, if somebody says, hey, I got to buy a property tomorrow, you're going to be calling them 
probably yeah. twice a day. Yeah. If somebody says, hey, I'm not ready for three months, you know, you can set that, that your mm -hmm. contact management up the way you want to and customize it. Yeah. And you train your buyer specialists on how to make calls. Yeah. Wow. Okay. How often do you do that? Is that something that's kind of a consistent thing or just yeah. as needed? So mandatory is Mondays and Fridays, she calls at 10 o'clock and we, you know, when she, when she calls, it's just like you're calling a, uh, you know, a lead. Mm -hmm. So I answer the phone, hey, how you doing? Mm -hmm. And then she goes into her role play uh, that I've learned through, you know, Keller Williams mm -hmm. systems and models on how to ask the right questions, qualify, however you want to, you know, present qualifying is how I say, mm -hmm. say Amanda qualify me as a buyer. And she calls up and says, you know, her script practice for, for that day. Mm -hmm. And we'll change it up sometimes. I'm guessing she probably practices it a couple of times before she calls you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the way that you keep her sharp all the time. She calls you a couple of times a week. Yeah. And sometimes it's just a little tweak. I mean, sometimes it's just how you're asking the question on how you're going to get the right answer. Mm -hmm. You know, and they teach you that, you know, if you don't know and you make 100 phone calls, you might not be able to get any appointments. If you're trained to make the call correctly, you can you know, get, get business very, very fast. Very systematic. Let's look a little bit at the future, Jason. Um, tell me what you think will be some of the bigger opportunities in real estate in the coming years. Any thoughts on that? Um, expansion teams. Mm. So Keller Williams' vision, and, and not only his vision, but what, they, what they're teaching and helping agents that are good at building businesses and careers is how to expand outside of their, their market center. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people think real estate and they think uh, your, your hometown. Mm -hmm. uh, so what Carol Williams is teaching people, if you're good at real estate, let's expand that market center to other areas. Hmm. So that's one of the things that you know, is, is in my vision. Hmm. Um, also, Carol Williams offers uh, uh, luxury homes, uh, global uh, global property specialists, which my team, me and my team are global property specialists, farm and ranch. Mm -hmm. So they offer different opportunities there too. So you got farm and ranch, global global property specialists, luxury homes. Mm -hmm. So you know, commercial, commercial. Yeah. So it's it's there for the taking, mm. and they teach you how to do it every step of the way. So let's flesh out that vision for your team. Where do you see your team um, going? What's what's the end game for you in business? End game. So one of the greatest things about when you go to some of these uh, regional events or KPG events is teaching you how to create opportunity for not only yourself, but your teammates and team members also. Mm. So whether you're a buyer specialist or part of an administration part, they show you and teach you how to create opportunities for inside your, your team. So, uh, you know, Growth for my team is my uh, executive admin, which is Laurie, uh, mm -hmm. basically being the CEO of the company underneath me. Mm -hmm. So you got me as the team leader, Laurie, which is running it, so getting her opportunity for uh, for growth and income. Mm -hmm. So right now she has you know wow. one or two people under her. Well, you know what's that look like in three years? It might be six or seven people under her, mm -hmm. and creating growth and opportunity for her as well as the, the team members. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, possibly being a, a, a team leader of a market center with mm -hmm. the, me running the team from, you know, from a seventh level. Sure, um, it's not a whole lot of difference between the two, right? No, there's not a running whole. Running a lot mega of agent system, team is yeah. uh, market center level, agent mega agent yeah. team level. It's pretty pretty similar. But one of the greatest things about Carowinds is they give you, they not say give you the opportunity, but the opportunity is there. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, one of the reasons I chose to, to come over to Carowinds because it's, it's there. It's, it's not only there, but it's there for, for guidance. Um, you know, as, as you know, I've met with uh, Mike Campo on a couple of different occasions. I've mm -hmm. met with you. I've sure. met with Tony. So you guys are the principals of KPG. So saying, hey, Bob, or hey, Tony, let's talk about future. Let's talk about growth. Having that opportunity to, to do that is huge. Those are those are exciting conversations. Yeah, it They're is. Exciting, I mean, it the just, conversations we all want to have. You know, and and one of the very first meetings that I had with Aunt Marie as as a market center team leader, is she says, "Where do you see yourself? What do you want to make?" And, and Keller Williams Systems and Models, I could walk in there and say, "I want to make two hundred fifty thousand dollars next year," uh, and show me how to do that. And they pull up a program, show you how many listings you need to take, how many buyers you need to take. What's your price point and print it out? What do you have to do today? 
What do you have to do today? <laughs> yeah. So that literally happened within the first two hours of me meeting with Keller Williams. Mm -hmm. you know, Anne Marie printed out, okay, well, you want to make $250,000 next year. You need five buyer's appointments, six listing appointments at a $200,000 medium price range. This is what it looks like. Here's what you need to do. Mm -hmm. And you did it. So I was like, you know, taken <laughs> back by that. Like, you know, okay, well, that's how, that's how, you know, so, so support, growth, training, it's, 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 it's all there. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you don't do it, it's because you haven't had the drive and initiative to do it because Kyle Williams gives you everything you need to do. Certainly have the tools. Yeah, certainly have the tools. Yeah. So when you when you reach that vision for yourself, what do you want to do? What, what are some of the things you want to do to, to celebrate the kind of success that you envision in the future? Which, by the way, I know you're going to achieve because you're on track for it 100%. Well, you know, they teach you how to leverage. I already told you I'm taking some more personal time and spend with the family. Mm -hmm. So travel. I love travel. My wife loves traveling. And being uh, getting involved with the global property specialist. We're talking about going to Costa Rica and get involved with some real estate down there and do some traveling as far as a combination of real estate, business, and travel. So awesome. that's awesome. I mean, I, just thinking about that was going to traveling international and being involved with real estate was, was how great is that? That is great. So be able to do what you want to do whenever you want to do it. That's it. Yeah. I like that saying. Jason, I, I can't tell you it's been an honor and a privilege to be with you today. I had a, a great time, uh, especially with the weather that we've had outside, which is nothing short of epic. Yeah. And uh, we managed to, to make it through. So uh, thank you for being with us here today. I, I truly appreciate you being here. Um, and, uh, and thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thank you very much. And to our, our listeners and our viewers out there, um, I'm Bob Wells again for Keystone Partners Group with the Get Real Show. And we invite you to come back and get real with the people that are making it happen in real estate. So until our next episode, um, farewell, and we'll see you then.